Ian. Dave. Cody. Dave. <laughs> so Ian, Cody, Ian, we're, we have our good buddy Cody Wagner on the show tonight. It's been a long time coming. Cody, say hello to everyone. Hey, hey, everyone in the Apex adjacent audience. The last time us three were together were, was back when Apex adjacent was called the Team, the Team Clear Co podcast. And they had a carding session at Unser, uh, was it just on the other side of 25 here in the States, uh, here in Colorado, sorry. <laughs> so, and that was like 2019. So it's been, it's been a while. And th- you know, thankfully a lot has happened since then. So I, there's actually a lot to talk about now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. We've been yeah. so busy, like just licking, uh, you know, Alfa Romeo, Julia, uh, shifter paddles, like yeah, all, yeah. all kinds of stuff like that. But yeah, so we, we initially met you through the Rocky Mountain Automotive Press. What, yeah. maybe like four, five years ago, something like that? At, yeah, I think back we, in 2018. Yeah, like at the Denver Auto Show, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, and so, uh, so we connected over that kind of stuff. And uh, Cody, you do a bunch of stuff. One thing that is instantly visible is your fantastic shirt yes boom (laughs) so so this is a v10 dodge viper block shirt in a pattern right yeah you call it the cargyle shirt that's fantastic branding Uh, (laughs) yeah tell us tell us about the shirt how that came to be yeah so so something really funny i wanted to point i really wanted to point out uh initially was that you called it a dodge viper uh, engine block shirt and you're absolutely right but because of licensing and all that stuff, you can't call it that on Teespring. Uh, so, right, right. So I, I, I think I just call it V10 engine block shirt, but somewhere in the description, it's like, it, yeah, it's a Dodge Viper V10 thing. Right, it's uh, a schmod yeah. schmiper engine block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a podge diaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so let's see. I don't even, God, I don't even remember where I came up with the idea. Because I had, oh God, it was like 2019. I had an image of a Viper V10 engine block that I was just trying to trace and figure out. I was like, well, how do I do that? And then right, right. I kind of dropped that for a while because I couldn't figure out how to do it. Then I came back this year after not doing like any renderings or such for, for like two years. And then I, I whipped it up in about a night and a half. It, it didn't take that long because thankfully you can just make a bunch of circles because it's right. just the cylinder ports and whatnot. So I was like, oh dang, well, that's kind of sick. And it, it, what's funny about the merch is that originally I had merch on Amazon and I do still have some, it's crap, but Amazon had their own merch thing like Teespring where you can upload stuff and they have shirts, but it was way more limited than Teespring. But at the time it was mo- it was somewhat just Cody's car conundrum branded stuff and then a few other shirts, but I wasn't really committed to the idea. But then come 2021, I think, I don't know what happened, but something just clicked. I was like, oh, I can actually make a line of shirt. I can actually make like a fashion line, like a whole. Uh, oh, what's the show? Mob and Erica are watching a lot of now. So, God, I can't remember the name of it, but where they make their own clothes and whatnot. I was like, Oh, oh, I like you're going to Project Runway this thing? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. That's it. Make, make do my own Project Runway. Just have a bunch of shirts, but fix a problem because okay, because when I was a kid, when I was let's say ten, my biggest so this problem is like 2017. <laughs> we're talking <laughs> uh, maybe 20. 2015 yeah a while ago because i'm not yeah 19 now no that's 20 that might be 2011 yeah a long time ago 
but my problem with a lot of the kids automotive apparel you feel old Sorry, don't you, you? you just you just killed you just killed ian and i'm older than ian but uh oh, that's fine i embrace it i've got werther's coming out the wazoo cody it's fine but yeah just embrace the dad energy yeah yeah that's fine i'm here for it yeah ian it still murders him to say if, if you tell him in his late 30s it takes five hit points off of him that's fine yeah well, yeah it's funny you say that because i just got like a jumper for christmas that my dad got me and it, it totally ages me up a little bit like <laughs> like a broad college student type of thing and i've also got a sweater that's white blue and whatever and just totally old but but getting back to the children's merch my problem my problem with chi- with kids automotive shirts was that it was it was just kind of boring it was kind of sure None of the designs were all that interesting. They were very, they were very plain, few and far between. And then you know you had license, you had license shirts, but they're expensive because they're licensed shirts. And so in 2021, after beginning to make the line of shirts, I was like, oh wait a minute, I can solve my own problem because you can actually make kids shirts on Teespring, which is excellent. Right. So well, I can right. solve my own problem. Make cool shirts, make cool automotive shirts that kids can wear. Because once you get, because if you're like me. When you're 10, you're small, like small in stature. And so most of the shirts for you are probably going to be, are suitable for maybe seven-year-olds. Oh, a gotcha. Yeah. Like a Thomas the Tank shirt, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're flexing so really this cool. like fifth grade and they're like, dude. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Very low par. And so, and thankfully Teespring has a bunch of sizes, but I'm like, well, okay, I could fix that. Make my own line of shirts, do this right. type of thing. Although I don't think they have an all over print for kids shirts, which is unfortunate, but I've got a bunch of other ideas, but yeah, I was like, well, I can fix that. And so, yeah. And what I want to do with the car because it's specifically in this pattern where it's diagonal, I want to make a V8 one, a V12 one, a V6, just all the different engines. Yeah. Cause people like, people like different stuff. The only one, the only engine type that's going to suck, I think is straight sixes and four and straight fours, because how do you find a top down engine block image? right like like that right yeah so. you kind of cut off a bunch of interesting bits but yeah no yeah, i, I yeah. dig it like and it's this awesome color purple yeah 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 you know well because most of my shirts are blue okay 75 percent of my shirts are blue so mom was like okay could you get something that's not blue just to show off there's more <laughs> colors because we had because we had to do or i had to do my own ad photo shoots yeah or for stuff to get it out there so it's like yeah i can't all be blue because they're like is it only in blue Right, right. So purple, and I like purple. So I was like, "Yeah, no, purple looks awesome." Not enough people wear purple. Yeah, here's here's your page with the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's like I like Cargyle. It's a cool. It's it's good branding. Yeah, right. Yeah, it really is. I was I saw it. I'm like, that looks like an argyle pattern to me. Yeah, diamonds. Yeah, yeah. That that is the photo, or all the photos are from that ad session though a while ago, just just out in the backyard. That's perfect. Yeah, it was. It really, yeah. it really was. It worked out pretty good. The editing wasn't too bad either. So let's so let's back up. Mm-hmm. Cody's car conundrum. What is Cody's car conundrum? So, so Cody's car conundrum has a turbulent beginning, right? Because sure, originally it was simply a means to an end, where it was just. Not, not that anything I was doing at the time was going to get me to this point, but it was just to get me to the point of being CEO of Dodge because that had been my dream since I was six. Okay. And so 
for a long time, it was really just a means to an end just to get there. So I hadn't pushed it that hard. I hadn't gone, gone as hard with it as I could have. But after going to the Denver Auto Show with RMAP as a media member, then going to Rambler Ranch before Miko, and then Meekum after that, I started fantasizing a completely different life where I'm just going to automotive events and doing videos, taking photos, doing all that kind of thing. And at some point, ooh, what was it? I think it was 2019. At some point in 2019, I realized, oh, wait a minute. I have this completely separate life. So there's the working at FCA life, and then there's this completely different one that I had started dreaming about more and more and more. And, th- and so then it got to the point where I just had to be real, real with myself. I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? I want to go to events. I want to do a bunch of stuff in the automotive world, basically. Sure. How am I going to, is it easy to do that in a nine to five or whatever job at mm-hmm. FCA? No, it's not. Especially if you're not, if you're not at a higher position where you can take a lot of vacation days off and whatnot. And so then I was like, okay, well, if I do, if I do things correctly, I can make CCC that where I go around covering events uh, and basically just having fun. I've, I've basically boiled CC, CCC down like this. Did you ever watch a show called uh, Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So CCC is basically that, except none of it's disgusting. <laughs> At least none of it's disgusting <laughs> yet. So it's basically just me going, doing whatever takes my fancy in the automotive world. That's pretty much it. And as of like November of last year, I finally created a slogan for CCC, actually. And it's just doing everything in car culture. Okay. Perfectly encapsulates my entire mentality. Right. So from the gaming to the merch to the Viper Days reunion to all that sort of stuff, it's just me doing as much as I possibly can. Gotcha. It okay. Can, can be a bad idea. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. You no, know, it's good to like cast a wide net, especially, I mean, you're young and you don't know what, what where you're going to end up. So yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I do appreciate your course correction on uh, like wanting to work for FCA and like kind of focusing on other things because it's not like FCA has ever had any kind of turbulence or changes or lack of job security or anything like that. So, (laughs) yeah, right. Uh, You know, um, but so, (laughs) um, okay. So when, um, ah, shoot, I had something and I lost it. Oh God! Damn I've been it! Doing that so much lately. It, it's it's atrocious. Uh, okay, here we go. I I got it back. I got it back. Okay. Nice. So uh, so one thing that Ian and I have talked about on the show is kind of like uh, when we were young, the the things that happened that kind of like triggered our car puberty, right? Like yeah. for me, it was like seeing an AMC Eagle for the first time because really I'm much older than you, right? <laughs> and so they they were still. On the streets quite a bit, right? In like yeah. 1981, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. seeing that and just like being like, oh, like that's different. Like that's a thing. I don't know what's going on, but that's a thing. Like, can yeah. you, do you have a similar kind of moment with cars that kind of like you realize they were a thing? Yeah, I, m- more than you might realize, I had a similar, what is car <laughs> kind of moment. And it was, it, it's funny because mine was also similar, similarly humble beginnings because my dad, so my dad has a 2016 VW Take One now. But the car he had that I remember when I was born was a 2000 Dodge Durango. Okay. And I just, I remember having this memory of going into the garage one day. And I think I had asked him something like, what is a Dodge? Because it had, it had the little, uh, metal emblem on the hood 
almost like not a Porsche-esque, but it had like a glossy cover on it and whatnot. And so that's what that's what initially got me interested in cars. So very, very humble, like a like an AMC Eagle for sure. And then I think in the same year after I was playing a browser game, like a little uh what was it, like a Java type thing. And the game, I think it was called Speeding Wheels. And immediately when you open the game, the menu gives you two options for cars, a Ferrari F50 and okay. a Gen 2 Dodge Viper. Okay. <laughs> and so I turned around in the chair because back then, it, I don't think I had my own computer. So it was down on the office computer, <laughs> down on the office computer that my mom occasionally used. And so I turned around, looked at my dad and be like, hey, what's a Ferrari F50? He was like, I don't know. So... So at that moment, I was like, okay, so I've got to make a decision. Well, I think the F50 is ugly, so I'm just going to go for the Viper instead. Okay. And then that's that's what really, that's what kicked it off at that moment. Because uh, I was, unfortunately, as a kid, I was a bad winner type. So when I chose the Viper and then won a bunch of races versus the AI, yeah, exactly. That's the game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when I won a bunch of games versus the AI, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. It must be the car. And so then at some point, I think in the same year, uh, I had looked up Dodge Viper into Google, and then everything's a haze. I don't, I don't remember much <laughs> specifically after that. You but, entered a fugue state, your eyes rolled back in your head, and now you have the world like equivalent of Dodge Viper knowledge, like just instantly at your disposal. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, I think that that time would have been like two thousand two thousand eight, I think. So it was a bunch of Gen four press photos all over Google at the right. time. Because I got because I got into it before they closed production back in 2010. Okay. Yeah, because I, re- I remember that news actually. I have it's funny. I have an image from my Nintendo DS. Of, it's a really it's a really funny image, but it's basically it says 2010 ACRX that my sister had done because I was sad the Viper was dying because you were you know young your favorite car is dying. It's like sure, <laughs> but yeah. So that was, yeah, I think that was like 2008. That was a long, long time ago. But yeah, that's the game. And then there were a few other browser games. One of them was like a Viper parking game, which was really weird. But they had the Oreca livery where it's the white and the red and the blue. God, that's that's gorgeous. A great livery. But, so, yeah, in case, so in case anyone hasn't noticed, Cody is a Viper expert. Like Viper <laughs> obsessed. Enthusiast, right? like, Viper yeah. expert. Viper enthusiast. Viperholic, yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. So is it is it just that that it was like that was your initial hook into sort of like enthusiast cars and yeah and and so it was just been a through line since then or oh or yeah s- been... since you've learned more about cars and you've been exposed to more cars are you are you into you're still stuff? all team Viper? I you know it's funny I am still all team Viper and I and I find that pretty surprising considering when you're that young. It's it's like a godly figure, right? Mm-hmm. That you don't, right. It's, it's like Superman. It's Spider-Man. Mythical, it's right? It's yeah. mythical. Yes, exactly. And so as you get older, I, I love this line from regular car reviews when he did the Viper review. He was like, everyone needs their own Messiah, but, but eventually he's getting older and how you deal with that is a sign of maturity. And for me, I don't, for me... It hasn't been it hasn't been this like declining passion over time. Honestly, it's gotten worse over time as I learn more and more and more and more about it. Like the but, polish is not wearing off. Yeah, really. No, because the more I learn about it, the more I appreciate 
and it's gonna be it's gonna sound weird because it's a viper but the more i, I appreciate the engineering behind it specifically because of how simple it is and how much right. they accomplished because chrysler was on a shoestring budget the hubs were originally came from a dodge dakota that's why i have the six lugs they are the original architecture in fact the architecture for the v10 is roughly the same architecture as the old chrysler la v8 and that goes all the way back to the firepower v8 of the 50s so it's a, it's a very despite being modified it is a very old engine design still it has a steel chassis and all the rest of it but despite steel chassis and all the other disadvantages seven minute seven minute 12 second lap time at the nurburgring 13 track records in the case of the gen 5 acr so despite all of those despite all of those disadvantages all of those hurdles chrysler did manage to produce a, a fairly a fairly high performance sports car that could compete i mean there was there was a magazine that motor trend or in a magazine a motor trend issue that uh, motor trend put out back when the ta came out for the gen 5 and in that piece where they broke the laguna seca lap record they threw some racing slicks on the gen 5 ta for fun it did a one minute 30 second lap dead now for anyone that doesn't know a mclaren p1 also driven by randy popes did a one minute 30-ish second lap time as well 903 horsepower just over just over 3,000 pounds carbon fiber monocoque all the rest of it and yet a lowly viper ta on slicks that's a quarter of the price is as fast around i mean in the hands of randy popes but yeah. is as fast as a p1 around laguna seca not bad for essentially farm equipment yeah not bad for for a car that uses technology that's what six decades old now like that's right i find that very very impressive yeah personally the, there's a lot of reasons to love the viper right like the, i mean like the kind of like the kingslayer mentality of like you know just like yeah. being so humble yeah well and you picked yeah. a good thing to latch onto as well in that uh it's gone now and so yeah. it's always going to be frozen in this moment of time it's not like you know someone who is a huge like nissan maxima uh, yeah enthusiast that has to watch it slow slide into rental car you know yeah um now that you mentioned that though ian are cody are you afraid that like dodge is going to bring back the viper like mitsubishi brought back the eclipse name like is this with the mustang i mean yeah is this a fear i mean the next generation will probably be an ev right yeah so yes and no i it's funny it's so funny because i did i did an article about that on on cody's car on the website about a story I read on All Par, which is like an all Mopar website, that's what it stands for. And I get somehow the, the guy behind the website got a hold of one of Chrysler's engineers, Dave Sheaves, something Sheaves, I can't remember his first name. And he had a proposal for a Gen 5 Viper that was going to be a hybrid back in like 2010. Okay. So it was going to, well, I say hybrid, it was going to be Kurs. So like the Ferrari La Ferrari, it was going to be a Kurs hybrid system. And in that article, I basically, I basically make the case that as much, as much as I'd love to see like one more Gen 6, like that car and driver one in the bottom left corner there, uh-huh. where it's um, an evolution of the Gen 5 strategy, because I do think you could have one more generation of Viper that uses the old strategy and is as fast as, say, a C8 or any of the modern cars, because look at how fast the Gen 5 ACR was when the 720 came out. Look at how fast it was when the GT2 came out. 
So I do think there's still life to be had out of the old formula. I mean, hell, race cars are still stupidly fast compared to production cars. But I do think it is going to be about time that the Viper is going to have to move on to something else, especially from a from a profitability standpoint. So that's obviously going to mean automatic, which honestly, I really don't care about. We've had so many years of non-automatic or only manual Vipers that as long as a manual is, a manual is an option, I really don't care. It, it doesn't matter. But yeah, and in, in that article, I had also, let's see, what did I, I also said that I would be interested in a hybridized, a, a tech version Viper, like a Dodge Stealth Viper, because that, that, that's an interesting concept. What would a Viper be like? If it was tech out the wazoo, like a Nissan GTR, I like the idea. I'd love to see Dodge do it. I just wouldn't want to see Dodge do it in replacement of everything right. else. But they probably will go that route. Would it still be a Viper, though? Like, isn't the whole point of the Viper that it is sort of a knuckle dragger? Yeah, yeah, thing, so right. I, yeah, I, I never got around to doing the article, but I was I was going to do an article purely about the V10 aspect of it. And basically, I came to the conclusion that. You could have a Viper without the V10 if it was still hand-built, had the same attitude, had the same design. Because then it's every... it's The V10 is a huge part of the car, so obviously something would be missing. But as long as it followed every other Viper, every other Viper hallmark, it would... What kind of would, spirit? Yeah, exactly. It would still ultimately be a Viper. But you can't do a mass-produced V10 Viper because you can't mass-produce a V10 because where are you going to put a V10? Like, yeah. are you going to put it in a truck? Well, you have the Hellcats mm-hmm. for that now. Are you going to put it in a Charger? Well, you have the Hellcats for that now. So, right, right. It doesn't. It doesn't really make sense from that end. And and on the technology front, yeah, it really wouldn't be a Viper because it's meant to be. Because the Viper, as fan, as potentially fanboyish as this is going to sound, the Viper really is Dodge's nine eleven. They've just evolved it over time. Same formula, kept everything true. And so, if you completely change it, well, then. One of the one of the one of the few old school cars in the industry. Well, that's going to be gone. And so, no, I really don't think it would it would be a Viper anymore if it went that route. It'd be cool, just sure. not a Viper. And so I wish I wish Dodge would just resurrect the Stealth name and then yeah. go that route because the Stealth was just a three thousand GT and that had active aero, had rear wheel steering, and all the rest of it. So, to well, me, and, that's the, no and Stealth is a fantastic name for an for an electric sports car, right? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that'd be a great pun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super cool. Yeah, so that's that's what I wish they would do, but they've got a good bit of name recognition with the Viper, even if most people know know of it, but don't really know it. They know of it, though, so there's some name recognition to cash in there. So so kind of given the, the beginning video game hook of, like, seeing the Dodge Viper in, like, a top-down racing game, yeah, like, yeah. where we are now with, like, Forza Horizon 5... Oh God! Yeah, and yeah. having like the Dodge Viper options in there, like oh, how yeah. how do you feel about that? Like how like is this like did you were you like enthused with every kind of advancement? Did you seek out games specifically that you could drive a Viper in, like that kind of stuff? Like yeah, because there yeah, were some clunker you. racing games. If you needed to get a Viper fix and you wanted to tick yeah. them off, there were some good ones. But sometimes, yeah. Yeah, there there were a few bad ones. Honestly, yeah, it's it's funny because in Horizon Four, 
I had 50 Vipers in my garage <laughs> and I only ever drove Vipers except for the few occasions. I basically daily drove a Viper in Horizon 4. I, I, I get it. Yeah, like Gran Turismo eventually turns into a Lotus Exige on the Nürburgring simulator for me. And then like yeah. the rest of the game is essentially pointless. So yeah, exactly. I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. I pretty much, I as a kid, I definitely seeked out games that had Vipers specifically. There, there were games I didn't get because they didn't have any Mopars. They didn't because the thing because I've said to people a few a few people, I'm a Viper guy first, Mopar guy, then then every other car after that. Okay. So if it had a Viper, I wanted it. If it didn't have a Viper, if it at least had a Mopar, I'd get it. If it had neither, I probably wouldn't get it. Didn't, didn't care enough. Okay, okay. And so, but what's funny is one of the games that I got that I actually very rarely drove Mopars in was a game, was a simulator called Race 07 made by Simbin back okay. in early 2000s. That was basically a game that had a bunch of WTCC cars. So like British touring cars, but whatever the W stands for. Yeah, there it is. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Gotcha. And they had it. There used to be an online server. There, there used to be two. It was PB, what was it? PB Fanatic and uh it wasn't no grip racing it was 101 something and though and the cars you drove there you could drive a voxel astra race car the bmw 3 series you see on the cover uh yeah that they they generally ran yeah a radical though they didn't really have that in the server but you had radicals catrums you could get and i did have it you could get a race on there it is race on and you could get race race spec challengers and chargers okay it was so cool like gt4 style uh-huh uh, but yeah they never they never really had servers for that not populated anyway so i always stuck to they, like there you go you have the chevrolet oh the lacetti they had a lacetti race car a 156 race car an alfa romeo 156 race car sure that's awesome yeah, yeah it, the racing was great my my computer was crap i had a laptop so i had to run it it's a game from 05 and i had to run it on the lowest settings and the laptop was from 2011 <laughs> it was in the gaming and the fans just going yeah oh god yeah, the, yeah. getting so hot screaming sure. I, had, I did keyboard and mouse on that simulator for a long time sure i, I wasn't great but i wasn't terrible but yeah so that was one of the few games i had gotten that didn't have a, a large amount of Mopars in it. Yeah. But I, you know, I enjoyed the hell out of that game. I loved it. So how often are you, how often are you playing games nowadays? Like, is it typically a daily thing, a few hours a week? Like, how often can people find you on Forza, stuff like that? Honestly, it really depends. Because with Forza, I record that. So I try to restrict what I do on Forza to when I'm recording. Okay. So for the most part, I'm actually not playing Forza. Most okay. of the card games I play off off screen if you will is going to be rocket league love, okay i love and hate that game so much yeah um, yeah as you've seen ian and i are very bad at it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh Assetto corsa of course that is the just the racing sim to have for me uh let's see that i, I did play need for speed heat every now and then that's a good game it's just not much replayability value for me uh let's see what are, what other games do i have on my steam maybe car, yeah yeah Tricky car mechanic machines. simulator yeah yeah car mechanic simulator 2018 that one i've done a little bit in the sandbox okay that, game, that game's so much fun okay a lot of fun <laughs> yeah so most it's honest, honestly most of the games i play off camera aren't car games outside of rocket league okay I, most of the time i'm playing 
Destiny 2. I've been playing a lot of that recently. Love that game. Paladins, which is like Overwatch, but free. Love, similarly, similar love, love-hate relationship with that as I have with Rocket League. A, a indie game called Risk of Rain 2. Yeah, which I'm is familiar with Risk of Rain, yeah. Yeah, God, I love that game so much. It's just a beat-em-up. You just yeah. go around boofling enemies from map to map to map to map. I, honestly, that's all I really care about is just going ham on enemies. Like when I got <laughs> when I got Destiny Two, I didn't even bother with any of the campaign stuff. All I did was just do. I just did the strikes, which are just short missions, just just because I wanted to have fun there and didn't really care about the campaign. So, a lot of combat shooter games, except for I don't really play COD or Halo or anything like that, but a lot of your other ones. But gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so I, I get a bit of Forza. Like, okay, what I do in Forza when I'm not recording, what I've been doing is just making a bunch of Viper Strike packages that aren't in the game. Okay, so like, well, all right. So, like, when the 13, uh, as you can see, actually, if you see the first impressions FH5 video, that strike package where it's, like, the fangs, that okay. one's not in-game. So I had to make that in the decal, in the decal editor in Forza by hand. Okay, gotcha. That's, actually, I did it in Horizon 4, but it takes forever there there's uh there's a strike package that dodge had did for the gen 5 for the last i think for one of the last cars made and it's an exposed carbon center stripe with white tracer stripes down the middle okay i have to find the instagram post but it's it's amazing it's beautiful but i wanted to get that shape in forza and somewhere i might have it on instagram i think i posted it to a story okay if i didn't post it anywhere else but yeah, so that's mostly what I've been doing on Forza, nice. just making a bunch of different strike packages. But that's yeah. awesome. It's it's cool that like somebody that has like such insane car knowledge can like be like, oh, here's what you are missing, right? Like, yeah, other fans are gonna want this, right? Yeah, yeah. I really need I dig to. It. Uh, I need to add the share code for that so other people can have it. Here's the link to it. It's the first image. Oh, sure. That's okay. Yeah, that's the car I'm talking about. Just so we're all on the same page. Yeah. That's the strike package I, I recreated. Yeah. It, and if you have share codes and stuff like that, we can drop them in the uh, in the notes for the show for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I need to get some of the other ones done because yeah. I don't have – I've only got one. I've only got one open right now or one available, and it was – I've got the image. Someone, someone I know from the Viper Days reunion wanted a new livery – for a backup Viper Competition Coupe that they had bought for as a backup race car. And so I had made a livery in Horizon 5 based off a different one I had made from the prior Horizon game just for fun. It's like, oh, well, this would be cool. Gotcha. But yeah, but yeah that's the strike I recreated. That Getting looks that, awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. Getting it to, to go around the Nacaduct, though, that, where it tapers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, so, so let's, let's go from, you know, being, having Vipers accessible to you in video games to having Vipers accessible to you in real life. When was the first time you were around a Viper? Have you ridden a Viper or have you driven a Viper? Kind of give us like, you know, take it, take us into meat space, Cody. Yeah. The last one I wish. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, so, I've I've driven one. I uh, yeah, but yeah. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. It was terrifying. It was terrifying. I'll tell you. I that. can imagine. Yeah, but yeah. No, let's talk about. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, oh God, first time, first time I saw a Viper. There's been a handful of instances over the years. I mean, the only there's only I don't 
it was probably like 32,000 when I first saw it. There's only 31,000 in existence that, you know, are still on the road, like not crashed. Right. They're ridiculously rare. So I think the first time, one of the first times I can absolutely recall seeing one was actually when my mom had this old job. So have you ever heard of Judge Mathis or any of those court shows? Yeah. So they used to have people that would go to courts and find, find cases that they would then bring on the show. And that's what my mom used to do. And so one of the courthouses we used to go to was up in Jefferson by Golden. So like something that would have like a good story to it would like make good TV. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Your your mom would find those, those cases. Oh yeah. Cause cause they're public record. So you can absolutely just go to a courthouse, be like, Hey, I want ABC and D and then just on case net looking for weird stuff. That's a brilliant idea. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was great for a long, long time. Unfortunately kind of dried up in the latter half, but initially it was, she'd get like 60 cases at one of the courthouses. Oh, wow. 60. Okay. It was, it was like two hours sitting there. So I was like, a, as an eight-year-old, you're sitting there for two hours bored out of your mind. Right. <laughs> but these days, I can appreciate that. It's like 60 cases. Yeah. That's an entire season. Right, right. But yeah, so Half on the way to Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. Really. But on the way to Jefferson, there's a motel and someone there had a Gen 1 RT-10. I want to know the story of a viper at a motel. That right, sounds right. <laughs> yeah. I can smell I was, cigarette ash I, and just like divorce papers. I think papers. you know the story already. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. But I think yeah. it was an employee because they were there frequently, like very frequently. And so uh-huh. each time, yeah. So each time going up to Jefferson, I would just look out the window like, please let it be there. Please yeah, let it Carl be there. Landmark, that was the highlight of right? the entire trip. Yep. 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 And so... Then as a kid, a few times at Arapahoe Community College when they had the Concours, uh, one Viper owner, I think he had a Gen 5 launch edition at the time, he actually gave me, he asked all the kids around me, does anyone like Vipers? Some of them just left, but I was, I was like, I do. And he gave me a little Hot Wheels, a blue RT-10 Hot Wheels. And I still have it on the That's awesome. Awesome. back there. Yeah, that thing, what was that, like 2014? That's, that's a long time ago. And this is yeah. a callback as to why you ha- why your mom was telling you to wear something other than blue, right? Probably, probably yeah. <laughs> so you can see the blue auto art there, the big uh-huh. 18 scale one. There's a blue 124th scale Maisto that's hiding in the shadow. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of... Oh, I just got this one for Christmas. This Hot Wheels Factory Fresh Gen 5. And I wanted it because they had a red one. I was okay. like, okay... Great, but I have to have a blue one because blue. Sure. But yeah, okay. actually, because there's three Hot Wheels over there, and then you have this red one sitting below the monitor. Like, <laughs> I just, love that you're just like pulling vipers out like a freaking magician and rabbits. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. it's like the scene in the movie where you, you go to like the hitman's house and he's pulling <laughs> knives and guns from everywhere. Yeah. Just viper, viper, viper. It's like someone opens their trench coat and it's like, which one do you want? <laughs> right, right. Actually, what's the closet? Where are you? Oh, did I move it all out? I think I moved it all out. So I made... <laughs> I had made a Gen 5 ACR Lego wing, like the Extreme Aero Package wing. Oh, cool. In Lego. And actually, it has the dual elements and all of that. Okay. Awesome, but I think I moved it out, unfortunately. So what was your first Viper event or, or like, uh, like kind of Viper-centric event? Yeah, so that was 2018 High Plains. The Colorado Viper Group, it said on their website that they were going to attract it out in High Plains. I don't remember when it was. Mm. Was it that? No, it wasn't that. Well, okay. 
yes, that wasn't the first time I had seen a Viper at High Plains, but it was the first Viper-centric event. That was at High Plains, Colorado Viper Group, and there were four Vipers there, which is a lot for Viper numbers, especially sure. in Colorado. A Viper ACR TA, which is a special edition, so it's a Viper TA that has the ACR arrow, but the TA breaks, hmm. and, and the, the TA orange. There was a proper TA. There was a... 13 or 14 GTS, red GTS with silver race, dual racing stripes. And there was a blue Gen 2 that had the Gen 5 uh, Sidewinder, Sidewinder 2 wheels on them because they have the same six, six lug nut pattern. So you can take new Viper wheels and put them on old Vipers, which is amazing. Yeah, that was the first Viper-centric event. And I think I had met, I had met Robert. I can't remember his last name, but I met a guy called Robert. I think he was relatively prominent in the Colorado Viper Club, okay, and a few a few other Vipers, yeah. And I actually, did I get to ride? I rode with him actually in his because Robert had the Gen Five GTS with the advanced aero package, so it's got the TA, uh, it's got the TA dual fang splitters and the spoiler, uh, yeah, the spoiler. I rode, I ridden with him in that car. That was not the first time I rode in a Viper though. The first was time that, I rode in the hmm? so, but you rode in at High Plains in a yeah. in a Viper. The, oh, yeah, first time. Uh, on a racetrack riding in a yes. Viper. Okay. So yes. for yeah. anyone who really don't know, High Plains is not, I mean, it's it's not like a super well-known track because it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere in, in Denver and it's fairly new, but yeah. it is not a slow track. No, like, it's I'm bad. guessing I'm guessing in a Viper, that main straight, you're doing 150 before you hit the brakes, probably? Not in an ACR. No. In an ACR, you're getting up to like 130. Okay. Because of all the drag, there was a T. There was a oh right, you know, the arrow. Yeah, there was a nine eleven turbo next to us, and it was out pulling us down the straight. Oh, I bet fairly yeah. considerably. And I think in the the GTS, we got up to maybe one forty. I mean, it's still crazy fast. Yes, way faster than I'd ever been. I can tell you that. Right. Much. Yeah. For okay. context, when I I hit the brakes in my car on that at that at one hundred five, if I'm doing well. Yeah. yeah, I could yeah. I could maybe get the Viggen close to 110. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah, see, that's still scary because when you're getting up to oh, that yeah. that right hander, it's so tight after that long straight. That's a big braking zone. Mm-hmm. Ter- terrifying. But I think because I think the first time I rode in a Viper ACR and then the the GTS, that right hand corner before you get to the straight, I think they let off a little. So I'm pretty sure at least in the GTS you could get up to 145 if you're flat out on that corner. It's, That's so it's fast. Kind of t- it's so fast. And obviously, I wasn't driving. So, yeah, if you don't have a 15 year old doing a ride along with you that you don't want to kill, <laughs> you're probably right. not doing, you're not probably driving at 10 tenths. Right. Really? Yeah. Really? Well, and it's funny because the first time, the first time I rode in a Viper in the, in the, because I was at a Wounded Warriors track day, I think, but no, no, it was an Ignite track day. So, uh, a company called Ignite Performance, they do, they've got a bunch of modified, uh, Dawson 240Zs and, and other race cars. Uh, it was a it was an event for them. It was a customer appreciation day, I think. And one of the guys had a Viper ACR, Gen 5 ACR in gray, a dark gray. And that was the first time I had ridden in a Viper. And what did you think? Yeah, what what did you think? Give us give us all the feels. Give us the emotions. So <laughs> I, I rode in a Viper. Emotion. That's it. No, we need more. Well, I got I got hella motion sick. <laughs> Okay. Because I, okay. I, I, as you know, I tend to get very emotional sick even just from the carding. That's oh, do I, you really? Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be, see, 
I thought it wasn't going to be bad when I went carding with you guys, and then multiple times after. No, I still get sick. I oh, think okay. I, I just my brain can't handle the g forces, and it sucks. Uh, so even when I'm driving, it's, and also I'm small and I'm light, so I get bounced around all the time sure. in a car or in a car. And when I'm and because because I'm like I'm maybe five four and a half, when I'm sitting in a Viper in a normal seating position, I can't. I can see out, but I can't see the hood at all. So I'm kind of looking up all the time. Yeah, that's disorienting. I can see that. Okay. I yeah. Can, gotcha. I, I feel your pain on that one because I have that situation in race cars where yeah. I can see the dash and nothing else. Yeah. Um, and it's not it's not fun. Like, because it makes it when you're especially when you're driving, it's hard to place the car. Yeah. You know. See, that's what that's what. Side note: This is what pissed me off when I was learning to drive. 2019 when i got my learner's permit because my mom sits super low and she's shorter than me she's maybe five three she sits i can't imagine what it's like for her she can maybe see just over the steering wheel like just <laughs> but only to the point where you can see the top of the dash so you can't see the hood and so she's like so when i'm trying to turn turn into a parking space trying not to curb a wheel like going into king supers out here because the curb starts a little bit early and she's like well why are you turning so late why are you blah blah it's like because your seat is so low, I actually can't see what I'm doing. Like, I, I can't see what the hell I'm doing. This is the podcast where we're finally taking down Cody's mom. <laughs> like, it's been a long time coming. No. She's had it too good for too long. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, so after you rode the Viper, besides the motion sickness, how did you feel? They say oh, don't man. meet your heroes, but... Yeah, and you know, and that was absolutely in my mind. And the only thing that was of slight disappointment was I felt I felt like it was a little bit underpowered compared to what I was expecting it to be. But then again, we're at we're at elevate elevation and sure. the drag. So I was like, well, it could probably it's probably just down to that. So Right. But the turn in is telepathic. It's stupidly fast. It's it's a thought and you're there. I, I've called it preemptive because it's almost like you're turning before you're before you think you're turning. It's ridiculously fast. It's stupid fast. The brakes. The brakes were so good. Did they? Qu- no, I don't think the brakes were so good. They quelled my motion sickness. There was one corner on the bottom half where you go on that long right hand sweeper uphill. Yeah. yeah, there was so High much drift. drifter. That's called. Yeah, yeah, the drifter. It was so the car was so planted and it was pulling so many g's it was actually helping my motion sickness not enough to stop me from feeling sick but enough to ease it your uh, your eyes and what you were feeling finally matched up for a minute exactly okay yeah if i really really thought about it okay so okay what's what's interesting though is that it's and i've said this before vipers aren't that loud they're they're actually not that loud not like c7z06s or zr1s are those are really loud like with a zr1 I want to cover my ears to protect my ears for the Viper. Yeah. I can listen to that go by just fine. Well, and it's a, for- it's a weird thing too, where like when the bike, when the Viper came out, it was this like crazy, like unhinged thing with side pipes and, and 400 horsepower. And Oh my God, yeah. this thing's a monster. But like the rest of the world is sort of caught up to it now. And like oh, yeah. a Hellcat, you can get a four door sedan Hellcat. That's, 700 plus horsepower 650 pound feet of torque yeah and yeah. and crazy loud those things are 
stupid right. loud. Right. They're yeah. like designed, like that's designed into it now, right? We're like, yeah. right. the Viper sound just happened to be the Viper sound because that's the sound it made. They weren't yeah. like, oh, we want it to make this sound. No, it was the thing that comes out of the pipes is just what it is, right? Yeah. Right. They you weren't know? engineering extra obnoxiousness into it because it was already so crazy. Right. Yeah. They couldn't do that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. The only way to make it louder would be to take the mufflers off, but it, it was stock. Like, there. Like at the Viper Days reunion, there were a few Vipers that were so loud it hurt. But sure, most, most yeah. standard ones, no. And and honestly, that's a blessing because I'm going to show my age here, but there's, there, <laughs> there was a trend on TikTok. And it was like, what's something you should like, but don't? And for me, it's obnoxiously loud cars. I don't like having to cover my ears every time a car comes around. That's just, that's a nuisance. And there was, there was one car that was like that back in an SCCA race where... Uh, David Muramoto was racing actually back in 2018, I think it was. All the 350Zs are stupid loud. One of them was <laughs> so loud it was like a pi- it was like a mini. It was a it was a mini sonic boom as the guy got on the throttle at the top of the at the at turn two that long yeah. right hander. And there's like a weird resonance to like that V6 too, right? Like yeah, yeah I, I like it in stock terrible. form, and that's it. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So loud. Though that one for me is always uh, at like lemons races and stuff are the RX sevens, the road with if they're like straight piped, they are un fucking bearable. (laughs) They're so loud. And it's like a dentist drill. So high. Yeah. Yeah. Peter and I took his Volvo C30 out one time without, uh, without the resonator or muffler. And like that five cylinder was just, we were like, if we're doing this, it's not fun. We're going back to the garage. Like, yeah. 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 Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. But so the other event that you went to that I'm excited to ask you about too is, and you just mentioned it, the thing in road America. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah. that's one of my favorite places. Yeah. We've oh, been to road America. Ian's driven it. Yeah. I've, I've crewed at, at a race there. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do at road America? So road America. So unfortunately I didn't drive. I did. I did get to ride actually in a TRX though on road America. It was insane. Wait, I'm sorry. The a Ram TRX? Yeah, a 1500 TRX. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why? It was, okay. Well, okay, because so you know who Ralph Jules is, right? The mm-hmm. uh, North American. Okay, so his brother had actually come down because they hadn't seen each other in like two years, and he brought a TRX. Oh, interesting. And, and so, in between one of the races, they had a parade lap where all the Vipers could go around and drive Road America, the, the, the non-race ones, the street ones, and. As part of that, some non-Vipers could show up as well. And so Doris Jills, Ralph's wife, had a Jeep Grand Wagoneer that they had road tripped that entire week. I had been, not to sound stalkerish, but I had seen it on Instagram that entire week. That was there. That was on Road America 2. And then Max Jills had a 1500 TRX. And so I was trying to, I was trying to find someone that would let me ride in a Viper for the parade laps. I'm like, oh my God, I've got to find someone I can hitch a ride with. Um, and Max was like, Hey, yo, do you want to ride? And I'm like, it's not a Viper, but screw it. I don't have enough time to, I don't have time to waste here. So I got in with him and oh my God, it's so big. The interior (laughs) is a fishbowl, not in terms of like greenhouse and all that, just the size Mm -hmm. is so messy. There was a full foot between at least a foot between me and the guy sitting next to me. 
in in the rear passenger seats. But I have to say, despite that thing being heavy, it's fast. It, so it, it really was, does move. Was it a flaunt? Were they doing like a flying lap or was it like, you know, we're going to putt around at like 80% throttle sort of thing? Yeah, well, for the most part, it was that. But the driver of the TRX did do a few full throttle pulls every now and then. It wasn't like 10 tenths, mm-hmm. but we, we got a few full throttle pulls, especially up the up the hill on the, fir- on the front straight. Yeah, because I mean, well, it, it's fast. Road America is a fast, fast track. It's insane. It's, it's there's so many like there's like one mile straights in between all the corners. It's <laughs> so, so for those who don't know, Road America is like a four mile track. And to put that into perspective, Road America's infield is so big. Road America charges for golf carts just to get around the place. That's yeah. how big it is. Like at high plane, at high planes, I just run. I just yeah. jog. That's how I get. A high plane is two miles, something like that, a little over yeah. two. Yeah, right? like two point three, two point four, yeah. somewhere in there. So I mean, yeah, like almost is, twice as big. Yeah. Yeah, but the infield is—it's got to be much smaller than Road America. Right. The tracks yeah. like a quarter of the side. Yeah. Ro- God, Road America, huge. <laughs> but yeah, the TRX was. That's quite a way to experience Road America in a TRX. Honestly. Yeah, Honestly. yeah, that's a bizarre, that's oh, a bizarre okay. ride along for, for Road yeah. America. Oh, I honestly, went to Wisconsin and I got a hot lap in a TRX on the T-shirt. <laughs> right? Really? Yeah. Uh, the guy who drove was like a driving instructor for for Road America, I think. So, oh, he nice. knew what he was doing. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, a ride along in a Viper at Road America would be frightening. That's the only way they. That's the only way that could, that experience could have been better. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have loved that. I think on what was it Thursday, the day no Wednesday, the day before I arrived because I arrived on Thursday. They were actually allowing ride-alongs in the Vipers, but I didn't make it mm. for that. But yeah, so so you'd ask what I was doing at Road at Road America for the VDR. Uh, I, I just wanted to go. Sure, <laughs> that yeah. was that was pretty much it because I had seen. I think it was in February because I. The Viper Owners Association, the VOA, uh, I frequent that website every day. I check it every day to see what the updates are, just because. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's my photo at the, what's that one for? Oh, that's Viper Alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. that's one of mine. Yeah, that, that blue GTS. There we go. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Where? Oh, yeah. So I saw it on the VOA, and I was like, oh, wow, this is a historic event, and like this would be cool. And so... I took up a side hustle sometime last year to pay for the going tickets to Road America, which it, pay, it, it did pay very it paid well enough for me to make it. I hated doing it just due to my introverted nervousness. But um, yeah, I honestly, I just went because I re- no, no, no. I remember I went because I saw. On the website, I think, is they had a ViperDaysReunion.com website. They had a banquet and on for Saturday, and they were going to show a car that a Viper that had never been seen before, and they were going to have a panel with some of the Viper engineers. And right. as as someone that just lives for Viper information, that's honestly what I love the most. I was like, I've got to go to that panel and see what what car they're unveiling. I I have no idea. And it was, was a Fiat 500 Abarth <laughs> with a Viper <laughs> engine. No, what was it? What they unveil? So, in the vaguest terms possible, it was basically 
in early proposal. Why are we being vague about it? Well, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if I have the complete authority to say it. Oh, is this like a secret thing? It might be. Okay. Okay. But basically, it was a really early proposal for for a Viper ACR. Oh, in two days. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, like the the nine eleven. What was it? The club racer they had in Europe where. It was not street legal of the, what was it, 993 generation? No, 987 generation. And it had, had it was one of high planes a while ago. It was a non-street legal club racer. It was basically like that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Super, super cool. But yeah, that's that's what that banquet was for. Actually, I asked, because I, what was funny is I got to meet a lot of Viper people during that whole event. And the guy who had known that story for a while, because he had talked with the Viper engineers and some Viper people for years, I had asked him because he had said at the time, "Hey, so if any of you want this PDF of this, you know, email me." So I did eventually ask him, like, "Hey, can you send me the PDF because I'd like to read it?" Okay. Uh, so I do actually have that PDF somewhere. I still need to read it. But, right. So, yeah. Like, yep. So it, let's let's mix it up a little bit. Okay. We have an FMK Cars for you. Right, right, okay. Okay, FMK yep. Cars is the game that we play on the show. You're familiar with it. Everybody's familiar with it. Ian has yep. prepared this one just for you, Cody. <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. Yes. So I'm this gonna is ke- going to be, these are cars that are sort of like in the in the same sort of like Viper wheelhouse. These are not Viper. So these, this one's called My Sports Car Ate Your House Pet. <laughs> cars named after predators. No, not that one. So these are all <laughs> named after predators that are not the Viper. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you the three cars, and then after we talk about the cars really quick, yep. I'm going to tell you what the twist is. So Ooh, there's going to okay. be a twist with this one that you're going to have to – you're going to have a task that you're going to have to do with each of these cars, uh-huh. and uh, I'll give that to you after I give you the cars. Lovely. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So these are all going to be kind of like old-school – muscle cars that sort of inspired the viper formula hell yeah all right so the first one shelby cobra yeah another snake uh we're we're gonna go with the 1962 mark one so it'll be the the narrow lovely yeah the 289 v8 yes the narrow the narrow body we're not gonna go crazy wide body or any of that no Mm -hmm. 427 for you yep that's fine keep it it simple yep all right Mm mm-hmm uh next de tomaso pantera which is italian for panther yep. <laughs> okay all right mm-hmm. you can do whatever year of this you want i think they're all remember there was a time these were going for like 25 grand i know you right? can buy them for nothing no, no like not that long ago like i could have bought a three years ago pantera oh my yeah god yeah. yeah there was one at the parking garage uh a few years ago where i work yeah really <laughs> yeah I, I think i sent you a picture of it. it was that beautiful like forest green oh right yeah <laughs> yeah no it turns out like yeah if you give me a time machine i'm not gonna do all the things you should do with a time machine i'm just gonna go buy a detomoso pantera right like yeah. three uh, years ago <laughs> so pretty yeah all right and then your last one, this is going to be kind of hyper-specific. So 1973, we're going to go Australian Ford Falcon, okay. and it's going to be the XBGT. So there put we that go. in there. Okay. okay. Falcon. All right. All right. So what are your, what are your thoughts on, these, on, on, on the cars? Just the cars alone, what would you do? 
So honestly, I am not upset about the 289 Cobra because last year for Viper Week, I went to get photos for Instagram and I saw a 289 narrow body Cobra mm-hmm. in the flesh. And that is one of the sexiest sports cars I have ever seen. Just so it looks perfect. It looks perfect. It really is. It's, yeah. it's pretty, you know, it's tasteful. It, yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah. I'm not at all displeased with that. I don't honestly, I don't have any strong feelings towards a Pantera. No strong positive nor negative. And then the XB Falcon, I don't really have any strong feelings to that either, but I do like it. Especially what I, what I really like is a lot of Australia's muscle cars, things like the VH Valiant Charger yeah. with the Hemi Straight Six. And the, the Falcon is kind of like that, just wider. Yeah. I didn't even think about this. I gave you all Ford engine cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every single one is a Ford engine. Whoops. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what do you, what do you think you would do? Or, or are you going to unveil the, the twist yet? Yeah. Here's, here's what the twist is. So these are all named after animals. After every, every time you get out of one of these cars, you have to do a very loud, very public impersonation of this animal before you can go about your business. So, okay. We can maybe, maybe we can give it a little sample, get a little sample. What's a, what's a, give, give me a Falcon call. Falcon screech. <laughs> Let me lubricate my throat for a second. <laughs> I was, Jesus. I was like, when you reach for something, I thought you were going to pull out a Falcon. Like you've, you've been pulling out <laughs> vipers. <laughs> oh, like here, <laughs> let me bring yeah. buttons onto the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, there we go. Dignified. So, I mean, that's not that's not that big of a deal if you're like going to the grocery store, but you know, yeah, to to a funeral that might be awkward. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm gonna marry the cobra. Okay, I'm gonna f the falcon. I'm gonna kill the pantera. Sadly. Wow. Okay. And because but the cobra, what what are you gonna do? Like it's just a hiss. So that's true. That one's not so bad, honestly. Somebody might think they have a leaky tire or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just roll down your window, look to someone next to you, just hiss really loudly. Your tire, your tire, just play it off. Totally cool. I'm I'm firmly of the mindset that there's not enough booing happening just in general life. Like if I see some a driver that I don't like doing something, just in my car, they can't hear me. I just go boo. (laughs) A hiss is right there. That's fine too, right? Yeah. I boo on conference calls. <laughs> boo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I got to stop myself when we, when, when FCA or Honda, when they get their press meetings and someone does or says something funny, I really have to stop myself from cracking up because I don't want them to see me and, and me think, them think that it's me laughing at them. But like, no, it's not you. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you don't get invited back to press events. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Yeah. What Ian, what do you think you would do in, in this situation? You put this together. I think I, I'd marry that Pantera man. I, I want to hear your Pantera noise. I'd make it turn sexy cat. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Oh god, sexy cat. Oh my god. Don't yeah, well, yeah I just lick, start licking myself. <laughs> Thank you for the nightmares, Ian. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a lot. Or you gotta you gotta maintain it somehow. <laughs> I I would I would marry the Pantera as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Good job giving the Mopar away. guy a bunch of Ford engine cars, Ian. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. Uh, <laughs> you think you're going to get away without doing the, the Pantera noise? <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Love the it. best I got. The best right. I got. Oh, I'm just thinking of a growl. <laughs> Uh, so we, I, Dave, what do you what do you say? <laughs> I think we should uh, let's I play love, a license plate game. I love that our podcast yeah. is finally, after three hundred and twenty something episodes, finally devolved to just animal noises. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm amazed it took us this long to get. I know, here. right? Yeah, yeah. So thank See, you. I can make Cody. a horse. I can do a Mickey Mouse impression. <laughs> well, we have oh, to square up, Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, I, I'm worried. I'm like worried this. about Disney. We have to say that that is a generic mouse character. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, generic mouse character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, yes, Ian. Uh, we will play a license plate game. So, Cody, we're going to give you. Uh, you know, one of our things is these maniacs out there that run around getting vanity license plates, right? Yep. So we're going to give you three and we're going to see if you can match the plate up to the car. Let okay. me pull up. This is uh, in the Ian Don't Look folder. Okay, here we go. So this one's just called Ugh, Lame. All right. Okay. I, while you take this in. I'm going to narrate, Ian and I will narrate what, what we see here. Ian, go for it. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like we've got a Maserati giblets, a Ghibli, mm-hmm. or is that a Quattroporte? I think it's a Ghibli. Ghibli, Maserati giblets, um, black. We've got a, uh, a blue Alfa Romeo Stelvio. Uh, it is, I don't believe, a Quadrifoglio. And then we've got a Maserati Levante. Also maybe in blue. Perhaps driven by Joe Manchin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poorly. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And the plates that Cody has to match up here. First plate is Foxy Roxy. FXY Roxy. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Another plate is Goals. G-O-A-L-Z. All right. And then another one is... I earned it. The number one E R N D I T. I earned it. Yeah. So, so this, oh yeah, go ahead, Ian. Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say, rules of the game are simple. You match the text of the plate with the car. So you want to use the context clues. You want to get into the mindset of a person who would walk into a building uninvited and put down the money that they earned. On a Maserati Levante. (laughs) So we can do a little zooming in here for you to kind of give you a little extra clue. So, okay. And, and, and walk us through, walk us through, walk us through through the things that you notice context clues. I mean, I noticed, I mean, one of the cars has their sunroof open. That might mean something. I don't know. So go, so that's perfect. So if we go with the gibble there, I think it is a gibble, the trunk shape. I think it's mostly the same to the Quattroporte, but it's, it looks small. It looks a little too small to be a Quattroporte. Yeah. Now, so goals. That's the one I'm focused on right now. That, to me, has to be a Maserati. One one way or another. That's okay. Because Maserati is sort of like the Italian Jag. It's, it's, it's aspirational, right? It's mm-hmm. something you look forward to. It's a beamer. So I think with goals, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the Gibble or the Levante. Okay. 
All right, so here here's the gibble. There's a few other things. They've got a like kind of a, a bedazzled license plate frame. Yeah, and it says adopt a shelter. Adopt a that, shelter pet. Yeah. Okay. So that one's got to be Hmm? Or, or just adopt a whole shelter. I mean, if you're feeling yeah. generous. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so here's the Levante. Just yeah. a standard plate, but a Maserati license plate frame. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's from the, yeah, one. it's from the the dealer. Okay. Yep. All right. And then not much on the Stelvio other than good old Mike Ward, local yep. Alfa Romeo dealer down in Littleton. Do me a favor, Dave, can you move over on the Alfa just to the side there? I just wanted to see it is, yeah, I don't believe that's a quadrifolio. It so is that's not. It's like a standard Stelvio. Yep. Yeah, the, rear, the, the lower rear bumper is all wrong. Yeah. But, and they did pay for the fancy Colorado license plate, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, the nice, uh, colorful one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think the Gibble is going to be Foxy Roxy. Because if okay. it's Foxy anything and adopt a shelter, I'm not sure that's a coincidence. Okay, all right. You either going and adopting foxes at the at the pound? Or they're just God into knows. animal names? Really, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. All right. okay. I earned it's a little bit difficult because the Maserati, okay, initially you would think that's a Maserati because Alpha hasn't been here for that long. Maserati's been here for a little bit longer. Maserati's a little bit more aspirational than, than Alfa Romeo is. Alfa Romeo is more of your lower end Beamer type thing. So it's more enthusiast, whereas Maserati's a little more luxury oriented, comparatively speaking. But Mike Ward license plate outline. That seems incredibly show-offy to me because anyone who knows what Mike Ward is knows the kind of cars that they sell. On that basis... Boom, we're taking down Cody's mom. We're taking down Mike Ward. (laughs) (laughs) Who's next? And with the sunroof open, clearly they don't care. They live a bit of a uh, frivolous, carefree lifestyle, right? Okay. 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 If it wasn't an Alfa Romeo, and if they didn't care about looking like a peasant, they would have a Jeep. Okay, that kind of free spirited oh, okay. mentality. I think they would be pompous enough to have I earned it, and okay. so I do think ultimately goals still has to go to the to the Levante. Okay, okay, all right. Ian, what do you think? Do you do you have a differing opinion? I'm the one who made the game, so I know the answers. I yeah. think Foxy Roxy belongs to the Stelvio. Okay, okay. and I think maybe. It's tough. I feel like, I mean, the Levante is the most obnoxious car of the three, correct? Yeah. Right? We're all in agreement of that. Yes. Yeah. Even before we found out Joe Manchin drove one, I feel like that <laughs> we were yeah. in agreement that the Levante was obnoxious. Um, but that's it. I think, I think it's goals to the Levante because I think that's what Cody, you said too, right? Yep. Yep. And I think I, but I think I earned it is the, is the, is the giblets. Okay. All right. Are you guys ready for the answers? Let's see. Yeah, I'm beside myself. Boom. Ian, you got what? Foxy Roxy right. Cody, I'm sorry you struck out, buddy. Oof. Yep. It's That's goals nice. with the bedazzled license plate frame. And honestly, I got to tell you, if those are the goals you're setting, maybe aim higher. Yeah, really? That's, that's a bit low. Like at least at least the Quattroporte is still interesting, but the Gibble, like that's that's a bit low tier, right? 
And you, but you, I think you guys were right in that, like you had goals and I earned it like kind of in that, like, yeah, in that Maserati, like tier headspace. Yeah. There you go. That's the right way to put it. Right. Yeah. 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 So Roxy, Roxy. that, you know, that makes so much sense though. Cause the Stelvio does seem like an influencer's vehicle, like just the Instagram model type vehicle. That makes too much sense. I, sad, but that yeah. I like the clarity that comes with seeing the answers of these. Yeah. 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 Like, no, oh, wait, you're no, spot I know on. exactly who this person is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, top open God, it makes so much sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're going to have to honk at them at a stoplight because they're going to be texting. Yes. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Or like post into their story or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this is the best game. This is the best car game on the internet. Yeah. yeah. This, Dave, this Dave invented it. Dave invented it. <laughs> I was going to try to find some Viper vanity plates for you, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That, I think that there isn't enough context clues with those, you know? Yeah. 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 And a lot right. of them are pretty similar. Snake bit. Sure. Some other, some other crap. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You see that with like the Kia Stinger. Stinger. Up yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Like the ones that just say like buzz or stung or yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my Lord. Right. Um, okay. So it kind of uh, to put a bow on it. Right. Tell, mm-hmm. tell people where they can find you and what they're going to find when they do find you. Yeah. Yeah. So. My main website where you can find pretty much everything is Cody's Car Conundrum.com. Yep, as you can see right there, that's where you're going to find all my articles. That's where you'll find some podcasts. You can, you'll find a link to the Podbean site, which is where the podcasts get updated way faster. Uh, you'll find quizzes on the website. You'll find some products. You'll find pretty much just a lot of stuff there. You can go for the merch, which I think is in the product page somewhere. It's under more. Gotcha. It's Cody's Car Conundrums, Conundrum plural dot merch dot store and oh yeah, yes that's it's very right long i thought I, it should have been long it should have been shorter but it was the first thing that came to mind sure but, yep there you go so that's where you can find all the merch that's where you can find the car guy that's where you can find this that's where you can find let's see you can find a glass cup there's one other thing there that i've forgotten about that thinks under car oh, oh yeah some, the backpack yeah and you got some posters yeah yep yep okay. those were roads in colorado yeah nice uh, okay for mountain yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So that's where you can find that stuff. YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Cody's car conundrum. All, all the stuff you need is really on the website, Cody's car conundrum.com. That's where you really need to go to find all, to find all the sub genres of stuff I do. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, awesome, man. Um, what do you, uh, anything? And then last thing, are you, is there anything in this year that you're excited about? Like, you know, hoping to get back to the car show, the, you know, the, the press event at the car oh, show and that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I, I'd like to do a few more press events. It's honestly, it's so, it's really, really early in the year. I haven't finalized much yet. The only thing I'm really planning on doing or that the only thing I finalized this time is Viper week again, because last year it was supposed to be first week of May. And I decided to do it in earnest in like last week of March. And that took, so it took three months to complete it from April to June because some stuff was late. So I'm going to be starting that earlier to get it done on time. Whatever so on time what, is, what is Viper Week? So Viper Week is, is just a content dump for me. So what I do with Viper Week is one article a day for seven days, one video a day for seven days, one podcast a day for seven days, and one photo a day 
for seven days. And so like with last year with a podcast, I read a bunch of interesting Viper articles uh, for the entire week. A few of them were technical for the video. I made, I cobbled together a Viper conspiracy video for Forza actually super well put together video. I have to say, I'm very proud of that. Even now uh, articles, articles last year for Viper week, I did an, I did an article on what it was like to ride in the Viper because I, that was 2018. Sure. And so sure. I had sat on it for years. Then I did an article on VA Vipers because they do actually, there are some that exist, but they're racing ones over in Europe. Right. Really great story. So this year I got to figure out what the ideas are, but yeah, it's basically just a, a week long content dump of nothing but Viper stuff. Okay. Okay. So stay tuned to that. All right. Yep. Nice. Yep, I'll make an announcement when Viper Week's going to be, assuming assuming it's not going to be May again like it is this year. I don't know. There is a Viper event in June, I think, that I'm tempted to do. Because okay. it's, it's only in Nebraska. It's a five-hour drive. Road trip. Right. So, right. Yes. I might nice, push Viper man. Week back so I can have that as a video. Sure. In that. So we'll see, though. Right on. Well, cool. Well, it was great to finally have you on the show instead of just – terrorizing you in the back of a bmw Um, (laughs) let me out please (laughs) yeah that's how i knew you got motion sick was from that experience where we drove we drove the bmw oh yeah that m5 yeah and made made cody very motion sick hey we we did not flog it the hardest you you just did a burnout ian yeah Mm -hmm. and i drove like the old man that i am Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. still, I still love the way Lauren got on, got the hell on that thing. On, on yep. I wasn't gonna name a name, but yeah, I know. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that, that's that's a great memory. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, love that day. Great well, day. thank you again, Cody. Everybody, go check out all of Cody's hot content. Buy his merch, man. Cargyle is popping, man. Cargo it's off the chain. <laughs> I like it. I don't like. I don't like slogans. I don't like slogans. Ian's not so I don't a buy a lot guy. of car T-shirts because they gotcha, usually have gotcha. slogans on them. Yeah, I, I like that. I like a, yeah. a bold print. Ian can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Gotcha. Right. So thank you again, Cody. Everyone, go check out his stuff. Dave, what else should people do? Well, if you see maniacs uh, out there with vanity license plates, you should text them to 720-515-1391. If you see Dodge Viper vanity plates out there, text them to us and we'll have Cody on for just a small special Viper license plate game. Should we get enough of those? Viper chat. (laughs) Yep. 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 All right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Cody. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody else. We love you. Goodbye.